0: to another episode of what is a podcast um it's been a minute but i want to start this off um with a story that happened to me a few days ago um i think it was 2 days ago at this point um so every morning every morning i wake up i put some mouthwash on, I put some sunscreen on, I put my mask on, and I go out for a walk slash jog slash run, right? Sometime between like 7 and 7.45, I'm outside, I'm getting some fresh air, right? And you'll notice I say I put my mask on. I also wear glasses. Every day I wear glasses. I do not own contact lenses. If I did own contact lenses, I would wear them in this situation, but I do not own contact lenses, which means that whenever I wear a mask, which is every time I go outside, my glasses are gonna fog up a little bit, right? And I can handle that in normal situations, like I can manage that if I'm like at a doctor's appointment or something, that's fine, right? But when it's constantly and I'm like maybe trying to run or jog or something, it it doesn't work, right? So I don't wear my glasses in this situation, right? Everything else about me is normal, but my glasses. And I, when you have your sort of myopia, full frontal, you're just going in your natural state, right? Sometimes you, you misinterpret things. Like I've been walking and I once saw a piece of wood, and it looked like a giant snake. Uh, I saw a mailbox, I thought it was a person, right? Sometimes you misinterpret things, but it's usually not that bad. Until a few days ago. Okay, so I'm running, like I'm doing my thing, I'm running, no glasses. And I see a black thing, right? A black object, a black creature, right? And I think that this is a demon, right? I literally think that A demon is coming out at me, trying to drag me into hell, trying to attack me. I don't know why, but I see it in my mind immediately registers demon, right? Maybe it's because I've been watching too much anime, but my mind immediately registers demon, right? I'm scared out of my mind. Quite literally, one of the top five scariest moments in my life right all I see is this black thing running towards me at like full speed right and I think that I'm gonna reveal what it was in a second but I think that even if it was like fully vision and I registered what it was I still think it's cause to be scared right I think that it would be okay to be scared in that situation but I don't think that the average person would be as scared, right? Because they know what's coming at them. Like, even if they're scared of the thing that's coming at them, right? They know what's going to happen, right? They know what it what the deal is already. But I didn't know what the deal was, right? I just saw something coming out at me and... I couldn't defend myself. I couldn't identify the situation. I just couldn't do anything but stop in my tracks, right? I literally just stopped in my tracks. I like let out a little like Yelp for help even though no one was around me. Um, but I stopped in my tracks and as the thing gets closer, I realize it's a dog, right? It's just a dog that was running I guess the owner like let it off the leash I actually never saw the owner but what what it was is I'm like running on like a hiking trail type thing right that's where I'm running so it's not unusual to see people walking their dogs on that trail but I go early like I go early in the morning to avoid things like that when I'm when I'm doing my thing right um but I it's not that the dog was like out of place or anything even though I did see did not see the owner it was just that this dog was coming straight at me right and maybe it just heard me wanted to play I don't know right but the dog came straight at me it didn't attack me it didn't bite me right for all intents and purposes right it was a normal dog right it didn't try to bite me it didn't even try to like lick me or anything I think once it saw that I was like not feeling the situation, cause even after like um, I recognized it was a dog, right? I still had to be like, well, I don't see an owner for this dog, I don't see anything around me that indicates that this dog is actually going to be my friend and I am not scared of dogs, right? Like generally speaking, I'm not scared of dogs. I have dogs, I've had dogs for a while. Right, I was a little kid when I got my first dog like i'm 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 cool with that, right, but um, when I don't see an owner right, and I just see this dog just like running towards me like no holds barred, it did have a collar, so I do know it has some type of owner or some type of person that was um taking care of it or looking after it right but it just came towards me i stopped dead ass in my tracks like i literally like tweaked my achilles i think because my achilles has been a little bit sore but i stopped dead ass in my tracks right and once i recognized it was a dog i was still like scared of the dog like i was like oh that's a relief it's a dog but wait this dog is still coming directly towards me, right? And I can't outrun a dog. I just have to hope that this dog is nice. And I'm already still frightened from my initial frightening stage when I thought that this dog was a demon from the underworld, right? And I don't know. I don't know if other people have that experience where they see something unfamiliar and then just automatically think of the supernatural in that way, right? Because I, like, if I tell this story, like, as I'm thinking out loud that, oh, I thought it was a demon, right, I'm not sure that I would take myself serious if I heard me telling this story, or maybe I would think I was playing it up for jokes, and I'm telling you this because I do think that on some level it is funny, right, but, um, I don't know if I would take myself serious, but that's what I thought in the moment, I was like, this is a mythical creature, this is something of biblical proportions. This is something of elephantitic power, right? It's just something there that is literally going to destroy me, right? And in that, like, maybe two seconds, I was like, okay, like, I'm gonna be sent to the shadow realm. Like that's that's what I thought, right? And it was all because like my vision wasn't where I needed to be, right? If I had my glasses on, if I had my 20/20 vision, instead of just like throwing my myopia all over the place, right? I would have been in a more calm situation. Maybe I would have been more calm with the dog. Maybe the dog would have wanted to play, although. I wouldn't wanna play with a strange dog in that way because I'm trying to you know, get my my steps in before I have to sit and yell at a computer for work all day, right? But that happened to me and I've been feeling a little bit out of whack ever since, right? I've been feeling out of whack for like a week, but I would say I was feeling more out of whack when that happened because I think that when I stopped in my tracks, I must have not done it right because my my ankle, my Achilles just sort of like, I felt a little bit of pain there. And you know, with the Achilles, I don't want to mess with anything like that, right? So I stopped, I walked the rest of the way and I haven't really ran much since then, right? Just so that I can um, get my Achilles, like have it repair itself, have the antibodies do their thing, right? But um like I felt like oh this is, this threw me off for days to come, like I'm thinking about this incident. It's been days now, and I'm still thinking about this, this incident that just it threw me so so much right and I'm thankful in a way to have this podcast where I can like get it out because like in quarantine like when I'm not just like hanging out with my friends like this isn't something I get to tell in that way right but um yeah it was very scary right and I hurt my ankle a little bit nothing too serious but hurt my ankle got arrested right but that's sort of how I've been feeling for a week is just out of whack, right? Out of my routine, right? And I think that quarantine has some measure of impact on that because here's what happened, right? I had to do a project over the weekend, right? I had to work on something, right? And because I had to stay up late doing it, I didn't have the time to record because I had to do my regular work, right? And then I had to do this extra project afterward, right? So I'm staying up late, I'm doing all that, right? And normally I have a routine, right? Like I'll read a little bit of some books, then I'll do a little bit of nighttime exercise if I have to um. do anything else. I'll do that. I'll take care of everything. I might check what needs to be done when I wake up, right? And then we're all good to go, right? And usually I record this podcast late at night, right? So I will record and that's all good, right? But with this project, I had to put that on hold, right? I had to put off the exercise, I had to put off the reading, and I had to put off the the podcast, right? And in doing that, right, since I have a routine, I think throwing that routine did quite the number on me, right? And I had to work on this project like through the weekend up until like Wednesday, right? So it was like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was like, going to work, then getting off and then doing this other side project thing right and um in doing that in like messing with my routine it just felt like oh I'm like out of balance like once I was done with that project it was like relief but also like now I have to go back to what I was doing and I don't know if I can do it even though in my mind I know I can do it but it was like the balance was off. I had to lean myself back into it. I had to ease myself back into it. And I feel like I'm easing still, right? Like, I couldn't put out a podcast last week. And by the time it got to Wednesday, I was like, might as well just give it a week, right? Give it to maybe a regular time next week. Although I do think this is still late because, because I had things to do. But um, in that, I was like, okay, like, give me some time to readjust, give me some time to reset, right? And I will come back strong and powerful and we will do the damn thing. We will get it done, right? And it sucked because last week, Joe Biden won the presidency. And then throughout the week, Joe Biden kept winning the presidency and I would like to do that or I would like to talk to that in somewhat real time but that's not gonna happen but um yeah it it was something that I had to do and I feel like because I'm so routine based in quarantine right like in quarantine like I've become so methodical. I wake up, I do this, I eat, I go to work, I stop work, I eat, I do all this, right? And throwing that off, like, it just did a number on me. I don't think this would have happened in regular time. Like, I feel like in regular time, I can adjust to my routine being fucked. Because in real life, the routine is always fucked, right? In some regard. Like someone's asking you to do something or you have to go somewhere or things don't go how you plan it. But since I'm pretty hardly quarantining, like I'm wearing a mask and running outside, like that's ridiculous, but that's how I'm taking it. Like I'm not taking risks here, right? Um, In that quarantine, which has led me to sort of this like bit by bit routine, routine, routine lifestyle, breaking that just did something to me. I don't know exactly what it is. But the good news is, is that I finished a project. The good news is, is that I'm getting back to myself. And the other good news is, is that maybe this rigid routine, nothing ever changes. Like Wednesday is the same as Tuesday is the same as Wednesday, right? maybe I need to break it up a little bit more I need to be a little bit more spontaneous I don't know how I can be a bit more spontaneous now right in quarantine as I've been so um confined to one space into one routine I don't know how but I know that there's a problem or a potential problem, that can probably be fixed, right? If the problem is I'm too attached to a routine, right? The solution is do different stuff, right? I just have to figure out what different stuff I need to do, which is great. Um, but speaking of different stuff, right? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentle thems, We are going to have a new president soon, and it is, as Tom Hanks' son Chet said, boss man Biden. We got boss man Biden going to the White House again, but this time as a fully fledged president, right? Which means... Donald Trump is going to be out of here. Hopefully, he's not going out without a fight. But Donald Trump is going to be out of here. And we all don't like Trump in this part of the woods, right? If you like Trump and you're listening to this, I'm sorry. But um, Trump is bad. And I don't like him. And you, my advice to you, if you do like Trump, is to heavily reconsider Um. Um probably almost everything is what I think you should reconsider, like the values and if your values align with Trump and Trump supporters, I think that you should do some self-reflecting and hopefully growing in that regard. Um, But Donald Trump is going out of office. But yeah, Joe Biden won the presidency like eight times in a week. He's probably has the Guinness World Record for how many times you can win a presidency, right? Because it took hella long to count votes, right? And I think that was expected. People were sort of surprised that it took a long time to count votes. But if you think about it, so many of these votes was mail-in votes, right? And If you have like that backlog, if you're not counting in real time, right, you have like a buckload of votes, right, that you have to count in addition to the ones that's coming in in real time on election day, right? And if you have like the thousands of votes you got by mail, right, plus the thousands of in-person votes, right, I can see how that can take a long time to get everything right. Although ideally, like you count the votes as they come in, like as the mail comes in, you just continue counting the votes. But we we know that didn't happen. We know that poll workers are volunteers and things. So it took a long time in some places, right? That's, That's fine. I don't mind, right? What I do mind is the fucking Trumpian conspiracy theories about why they're um taking so long in the voter fraud like people like on the republican side they'd be like oh there was so many more mail-in votes this year this must be something fishy going on like no you dumbass it's a pandemic, right? Just because you think the pandemic is a hoax doesn't mean that everyone does, right? There was so many mail-in votes because people are not trying to leave their house in that way, right? People aren't trying to vote in line and wait in line for hours in that way. Of course, there's going to be more mail-in votes, you fucking income poop, right? It's Like, the fucking, like, voter fraud allegations, like, to me, are, like, so flimsy, right? And I'm not saying that there is a 0% chance of fraud. I think the chance of someone engineering the election um, in an immoral way are always more than zero, right? It's easy to to rig those things. Or easy is probably not the right way to say rig those things, but... I do think it can be rigged, right? And I think that foreign interference in an election is possible, right? And like with Russia, whether you believe Russia interfered with the election or not, I do think that that is possible. But I don't think that's what happened here, right? It's just taking a long time to count votes because votes are coming in so many different ways, and we haven't had this many mail-in votes before, right? Um, I do think that the voting system in America is broken in more ways than one. Like, I think the Electoral College is stupid, Um I think that it's stupid that registering for voting has different deadlines in different states. Like if I live in California and my deadline is the first, why is someone in Nevada's deadline the fifth, right? That that doesn't make any sense to me, you know? Um. So there's a lot of things about how we vote now and don't even get me started on the voter suppression, right? voting system is broken and some people like have harder time to vote than others, right? But there's a lot of things that we can fix about how we vote, right? And I think if we fix those things, maybe the chance of fraud goes down. I mean, the chance of fraud, like voter fraud, is actually really low to begin with. Like all the stats I've looked at say that committing voter fraud like barely ever happens, right? It's just like the sort of claims that fraud is rampant, right? By all accounts, by everything that I've seen, is just not true, right? No matter if you're saying like, oh, like people are voting twice or they're denying voters from a certain party, like from what I've seen, like if that happens, it's in very, very small numbers, right? Not necessarily enough to sway a presidential election in that way, Right, but it's just that <clears throat> with with the voting system and with everything that we have, right, I think it's possible for the election to be to be messed with, right, but there are so many more votes, and all the evidence links to it not being messed with in that way, and Biden, like if you are to believe the electoral college votes beat Trump in basically a landslide. Like, we saw Georgia go blue, we saw Arizona, right, Pennsylvania, like, we saw a lot of these places, like, go blue for Biden, right, in those places that can really go either way, right, and another thing, the concept of swing states, right, a swing state only exists because of the electoral college, right, because the electoral college is based in a way, right, that the votes is dictated by however many people vote one way or another, right? But there's, if we do something that's majority rule, right, then there's no such thing as swing states, right? The swing state only exists because the state is giving their electoral votes, right? So if we do something that's like truly like majority rule, like one vote counts for one president and we don't do electoral college shit, right? Then swing states and how they campaign, how presidents campaign is probably different, right? But this whole thing about swing states and the drama between swing states, right? That's something that is not necessary, right? If we had something different than electoral college, and am I an expert in like political and economic voting, no, right? But a a swing state, like, have you ever heard of fucking China having a swing state, or fucking Ethiopia with a swing state, or Mexico with a swing state? You don't hear about dumb shit like that in other countries. Like, the only country that you hear of with dumb shit like a swing state, right, is America, right? The so-called greatest country, right? We're the one with these swing states. That's not a problem that we need to have, right? It's not necessary at all. It's so bizarre to me, right? And growing up, you just like accept these things like, oh, this is how it works. Like, this is the electoral college. Like, George Bush didn't get as many votes as Al Gore but he won because of the electoral college and you're like whatever that's just how America works right but then you realize that this doesn't have to be this way like just because it was like this in whatever like the 1700s doesn't mean that it has to be that way right back then you had the fucking three-fifths compromise like you don't need to keep all the stuff that they have there, we can try something maybe better and lean into like a better system, right? Would that have been better this year when we're in a pandemic, right? And people are voting by mail. Would it have been better to do something better than the electoral college? I'm not sure. Because this year, 2020 is just like, you you can't predict what's going to happen, right? But we can definitely use a different system, right? We don't have to do this confusing, dumb shit. We don't have to have people register, right, at all different days, depending on what state you're in, right? We probably have the technology where we can vote on, like, smartphones, right? We can probably vote at home. Like, we don't even need to mail, right? We can probably just vote at home. Like, I think that's a simple, like, Social, social security number, like password, PIN number, right? If you can have a Bank of America account on your phone, you can probably vote on your phone, right? Or on your computer. I don't see what's holding them up, right? And yeah, accounts can get hacked in things, but I think that it's very possible that we can try voting online, right? Or at least have an online option for voting. Because like, what's the point of like innovating this technology for the future, if you're not going to do it for something that's actually an inconvenience, and that's voting, right? Like voting is a right. And I voted, right? I'm not going to tell you to not vote. I'm not going to tell you to withhold your vote altogether, right? But voting by a large part is an inconvenience, right? Like you have to research the propositions, you have to decide between a president, although I don't think that there are very many people in the middle about this particular presidential election, right? But researching all the candidates and the propositions and who's running for senate or mayor or all that like that stuff can be online that can be digitized you can do that on your phone or at least give like a mobile option right so many more people would vote if that was the case right these politicians right always say like young people don't vote old people need to vote young people don't vote right maybe if you didn't make voting such a fucking hassle right then maybe more young people would vote, right? More young people who are still, like, figuring things out, still gotta work a whole bunch, right? Those people don't always have time to Pokemon Go to the polls, right? Even if they're playing Pokemon Go, right? They're not doing it with the polls. We gotta just meet people where they're at, right? And, if they still consider voting fraud, even after we do everything in like a secure online system, and even after we get rid of the electoral college, which is something that I think can be gamed in like a particular strategic way, right? Um, If we get rid of that, I'm sure people would still like be claiming fraud, right? But it's incredible how like, states matter in these elections. Like, it comes down to, like, just one or two or three states, right, that do it, right? And it affects how, like, people campaign. Like, Donald Trump doesn't need to campaign in California in that way. Because Donald Trump doesn't have, like, the pull in California, right? He doesn't even need to talk about us, right? He can insult us all he wants, right? Because he doesn't need our votes because he's never going to get them, right? Um, I think that so, that someone like Biden or like a Democrat, someone on the left, right? They can't really play by that code, right? A, a Republican p- can, but a Democrat can't because a Republican or at least Republican in 2020, right? And sort of bashing the coastal elite, even though Donald Trump is literally a coastal elite, but bashing the coastal elite is sort of cool right now as a Republican in 2020 and in recent years. So I think that a Republican can go by that playbook, but a Democrat cannot, right? Joe Biden cannot like trash the state of Texas, for example, or Louisiana, right? Because that's not how Democrats operate, right? So they're going by different playbooks and campaigning in different ways. But it's just, it's interesting, like as much as the Electoral College is dumb to me and swing states are dumb and don't need to happen, Right. It is somewhat interesting to see like how the game of chess plays out and how much people won certain states or getting a being able to win in certain states. Right. Like Michigan, for example, was a big one, as well as like Arizona, like Georgia, which I think was a sort of shock to the system to people outside of Georgia, but if Georgia went blue this year, right, it's always had the potential to go blue. We got to look at what's going on with the voters in Georgia that made them turn up this year, right? Is it just that they believe in Biden so much, or is there a little voter uh, suppression going on, right? And by the way, right, if we're rigging the election, like, let's say the election is rigged, right, and rigging it for Joe Biden, right, because I don't know anyone who is really, like, a staunch Biden supporter, right, I hope he's a good president, right, like, I hope that Biden leads an era of prosperity, right, I'm not saying that I want Biden to be bad, but Joe Biden, for much of the campaign, has been highly unremarkable, right? Like, his campaign message, at least to me, was, I can beat Donald Trump. He's like, vote for me because I will beat Donald Trump, right? And um, he did, right? But that's that wasn't enough for me, right? Like, I feel like a lot of the other candidates for president gave us a little bit more flavor, right? But Joe Biden is who we got, right? But I don't think that the majority of young people are, like, really, like, gung-ho Biden supporters. This is just what happened, and we really just don't like Um, old man Donald over there, right? But um, rigging it for Biden, right young people are not going to rig it for biden or like people aren't going to commit voter fraud for biden right if anyone's rigging it for biden and again i don't think that this is happening um but if anyone is rigging it for biden it's like some sort of secret political agency cuz those are the only people that have like an investment in this right like most people my age like millennial gen z like we're throwing ourselves behind Biden, and by we, I just mean, like, people in the generation, like, generally, I know that the generations aren't a monolith in that way, right, but throwing ourselves behind Biden, right, we wish that it was Bernie, most of us, right, like, we're just saying, like, God, I hope it was Bernie, or I wish it was Bernie, or I can't wait to AOC becomes president, like, shit like that, that, that we're saying, right, like, we're not rigging it in that way. Biden won. It's not because the people rigged it, which is what it seems like people are saying, right? No, Biden won. If there's any rigging, it's coming from up top. It's not coming from the people because Biden didn't didn't spark anything in the people that I saw that other people did. And I'm not talking just Bernie, I'm talking like people like Julian Castro, you know, for example, right? Those people like lit a fire under other people, like other potential voters, right? It's just Biden was able to get like more of a general vote, right? People who maybe voted for Biden because they thought he could win. Maybe not that they're, like, super passionate about it, right? Um, And then, like, having Kamala Harris on the ticket, right? Having someone who would literally make history. Like, Joe Biden is not going to make history as a president based off of Biden himself, right? But Kamala Harris is, right, Kamala Harris, love her, hate her, have no opinion of her, was going to be a historical VP should she get elected, and she did get elected, right, so I think that there's something there that's driving people um, to vote, or that drove people to vote, right, having just sort of like a historical moment for a vice president, although the vice president, to my understanding, doesn't really have to do anything unless they choose to, which is, like, I don't want to be president, right, like, that doesn't interest me, right, and I don't know why billionaires want to be president, like, seems like a lot of work, and you could be enjoying your billionaires, like, you don't have to, like, be in the public eye in that way, you don't have to, like, have a job in that way, but billionaires always trying to run for president, you know, um, but, if I could be vice president and like not do much, like that would be that would be cool with me, right? I think that I could thrive in a job like that. Um, I think Kamala Harris has work cut out for her as like a historical VP, right? There's probably gonna be a lot expected of her, and we'll see, um, how that plays out, right? But I am happy that Donald Trump is no longer. Going to be president after January, right? Biden won, he won, again, he won 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 again, and he won again, right? So we're good here, right? Boss man Biden, right? Pulling our Chet Hayes out, boss man Biden is here to stay for another four years, right? And we'll be good, or hopefully we'll be good. I hope that Joe Biden is a good president, or at least has good people surrounding him. Right, So we got Kamala who is, um, I wouldn't say like the most like radical leftist person, right? There's a lot of people on the left that aren't huge fans of, of Kamala, right? But I do think that she is experienced and she can make decisions. Like if Joe is waffling on something, I think Kamala can, can make a decision, right? Whether I like that decision or not is to be determined, right, but I think that she can make decisions, right, if she, if Donald Trump, like, has a solid cabinet, right, like, a solid group of advisors and confidants and politicians, right, even if Biden himself can't really do anything, like, the squad can, can do something, right, and I, I have faith that that could happen, right, And then looking towards the future, because I see Joe Biden as sort of a one-term president, right? Um, Just because of age, right? Um, I don't know if he would want to campaign um, for another year after his four years. But, um, like, thinking towards the future, right? And I was reading, like, Republicans barely have gotten the popular vote in, like, well over a decade, right? Um, Maybe even two decades that the Republicans haven't really gotten the popular vote. And I think that that scares Republicans, first of all, right? But thinking about who the next president is going to be, knowing that the majority did not like Trump, Donald Trump has never had the majority's favor, right? I think that that gets lost in people sometimes, especially because like, Sometimes Trump supporters call themselves a silent majority, but um, in that, we haven't seen the numbers show. Maybe the silent ma- ma- majority is just a little bit too silent because he's never won the popular vote. He's never had a favorable approval rating, like anything over like fifty percent. I don't think he's ever had right. So Donald Trump has never been really a popular president. He's just been you know, powerful because he's the president, right? And then knowing that, like, whoever the Republicans trot out in four years, right? And whoever the Democrats trot out in four years, I think it's going to be interesting knowing that Republicans are not playing from the numbers, right? They have to anchor on the Electoral College at this point to win presidency, right? And the Electoral College is stupid. I've already established that. But will Repu- Republicans be willing to change it? I don't think so um and also on a related note, people are saying a o c um needs to run for president and sure, I would vote for a o c if she was running for president, but I am wary of putting any politician on such a high pedestal, like a politician can be cool, but don't sand politicians. They're going to do something that you don't agree with, right? If you voted for Biden, even if you're the hardest core Biden supporter, he's going to disappoint you in some places, right? Every president does something that someone doesn't like, right? So standing a president, especially like presidents have to like worry about war and other countries and things like, sure, right? Might be a good president, but I'm not going to stand the president, And I don't think you should stand the president either, right? I think that you should treat the president as like a powerful person, right? Who you either like or dislike, but want them to get the job done. Speaking of getting the job done, um, Thanksgiving is coming up. And I don't have a whole lot to say about this, but um, don't fuck up Thanksgiving, and by fuck up Thanksgiving, I mean spread this goddamn virus, right? Because I've been seeing a lot of discourse on the internet, right, that COVID-19 has like a 99% survival rate or something like that. And let me tell you, that argument is dumb, okay? It's shit. Because just because I'll survive the virus, most likely, does not mean I'm okay with getting the virus, right? Right? oh, like if you say most people get stomach flu and survive, right? That doesn't mean that I want the stomach flu, right? Just because people survive a broken arm does not mean I want my arm broke, right? Just because most people survive COVID-19 does not mean I want to get COVID-19, right? And the cases are spiking. I've been reading the cases in America are spiking. And if you are planning on visiting family for thanksgiving in 2020 i strongly encourage you not right do you really need to see your cousins that you don't even like do you really need to see your mother-in-law that you don't even like do you really want to bring your boyfriend girlfriend partner spouse over to meet the family for the first time and potentially have them get the virus because you wanted to do thanksgiving like no we can chill Right? You can do maybe a small get-together, but no traveling across country or no traveling far, right? You do a small get-together. Anyone who you need to connect with, you can connect with virtually, right? Maybe do like if the family lives in like pockets, right? Like say one family lives in LA and they do an LA Thanksgiving, and then the family that lives in, say Arizona, say Phoenix, Arizona, they do a Phoenix Thanksgiving, right? And then you Zoom or FaceTime right throughout the night, do something like a bubble Thanksgiving, let's say, like the NBA did almost, right? You can do that, right? I think as long as everyone is negative tested and all of that, right? And you're taking all the proper precautions, right? But traveling like anywhere more than like 30 minutes for Thanksgiving, I'm going to say is a hard no from me, right? Because we don't need to do it. We can eat at home. We can connect. We can watch football at home, right? 2021, right? Hopefully we'll be there for you. But say you get COVID and don't recover for a very long time, right? That's going to suck for you, right? I was saying don't fuck up a big portion of your life because you wanted to see someone on Thanksgiving, right? It's it's not that serious. I realize that people haven't seen their families for a long time because of restrictions and all of that, right? I get that. I truly honestly do, right? But if you can connect virtually, you got to connect virtually. If you can text, you got to text, right because the cases are spiking and if we keep doing thanksgiving shit right then it might get worse right we might spread it and we might not even know it right and who knows where where the boundaries can be right but those big family gatherings is going to be an absolute no from me right and really you might get mad at me for saying that but really here's what the here's what the deal is i'm actually doing this because I care for you. I want you to stay healthy. I do not want you to get sick, right? Are you going to get mad at me for saying I don't want you to get sick? Would you get mad at me in real life if I said, "Hey, I want you to stay healthy," right? And if I just said that, say, "I don't want you to get sick," right? Are those fighting words to you? No, right? That's out of the bottom of the my heart, out of the goodness of my heart I'm saying, "Do not do this. You might get sick. Please, I don't want you to get sick. I don't want you to spread the disease around. Yeah, but I don't want you to get sick. That's all it is, is I don't want you to get sick, right? I want you to be as happy and as healthy for as long as possible, right? That's it. That's it. Don't go anywhere on Thanksgiving. That's more than like 30 minutes away. But yeah, other than that, um, there's a bit more political than I thought I would get um on this episode but i had a good time right um yeah so other than that please be safe again please be safe do not um mess with this virus this virus is real this virus from what i've been told is painful right and difficult and exhausting so please be safe right take care of yourself um thank you for listening and paying attention i will see you next time all right love you dot com.